0: serpentines They really are the exercise or movement that has it all for you and your horse when you're in the arena. And yet so many riders fail to make the most of using serpentines because, well, they're just missing out on a couple of basic principle elements. And that's what we're going to chat about today. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson. This is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world helping you Well, today get a little bit more strategic about using some just basic movements and basic principles in your riding so as you can really and truly move forward with the conversation between you and your horse both in the arena and out of the arena. Every single week we take a different topic to do with horse riding and, well, we make it more, I don't know, accessible, easy to use. We kind of take all the the fluffy, frilly complicated things out of it and just break it down into definite pieces that you can actually understand and that you can also take action on you can go out with your horse take action on it and really and truly start moving forward in your riding and of course moving forward is always having better conversations it all comes down to communication that's what horse riding is it's basically how well you and your horse are communicating to each other and Yeah, we're all about just improving that overall communication. Now, if you are interested in really and truly pushing your writing forward, I'm going to advise you to go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash TS and you can pick up, well, you can pick up, you can pop your name in and I will send you a free five day mini course all about getting more clarity in your writing because well, Helping you just understand things a little bit better. And so you can do that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash TS. Okay, so let us get back to today. One of my favorite things in the arena to work on with riders is serpentines. And they are so good. They kind of contain all the different elements, (laughs) it's all in there, neatly packaged in one simple movement. Now, I say simple. It's simple and easy are two very different things and this is where riders go wrong because what i see them doing is they start on the serpentine and they are flying around it and um, they're really truly like the the curves are just meow and they're going to cross it and they're probably not even straight they're kind of diagonally crossing over the arena each time and anyway the the their bends are looking more like triangles and it's just all sorts of craziness going on. Um, and they fail to really truly get the most out of the actual exercise itself and this is what I want you to focus on this week if you're going out into the arena and um, just helping you, well first of all slow things down a little bit in the serpentine, so you can really and truly kind of I suppose hunker in and notice each individual part and then also really making it work for you and making it become more effective and more of an asset in your schooling with your horse. So first and foremost serpentines are great to get riders to stop Um, Well, to, to, to begin down the road of stopping controlling everything. So if you think that you control your horse, I'm going to burst that bubble for you. You can influence, but you can't control. And the whole thing is at the end of the day, as we're training our horses, we want to get them to the point where we... I suppose we are in charge of ourselves and our horse is in charge of his self, okay? So if we have to control every little detail, like the whole, it's exhausting, first of all. I see riders and oh it, it, there couldn't be any pleasure and enjoyment out there because it's it just seems like so much hard work um but also we're never actually letting our horse really step into them their own and of course as our horse develops in his training that's what we want we want that he steps into his own he starts to take responsibilities for his own body his own actions his own movements things like that okay so why am i telling you this about the serpentine well um, where this can show up a lot in the serpentine is particularly around the banes um riders basically using their inside leg to hold the horse up do you do that i don't know it looks exhausting if you are there's definitely better ways okay or riders kind of completely taking the suppleness out of the exercise and of course this is one of the big things that that serpentines work on because they're so fixed and rigid in how the horse must ride this exercise that there is no suppleness left there's no loosey goosiness there's no niceness okay so first and foremost stop trying to control everything Rather think about influencing, which basically means you're setting the horse up, you're asking a question, and then you can definitely jump in and correct if he gets a little bit off track or if he maybe is doing things not exactly how you want him to do it. But um, all you're going to do is correct and then you're going to stand back again and let him continue on, okay? So that's very, very important, okay? So the next thing I want to talk about is marking things out to get it clear in your head. Now, I did mention how sometimes, sometimes. The serpentine ends up looking like maybe a zigzag shape. Um, It doesn't look anything like a serpentine. Serpentine is basically, if you can imagine, the letter S um, with an extra loop on the bottom would be a three-loop serpentine. But of course, you can have as many loops as you want. Uh, If you're doing an odd number, you'll basically end up on the rein that you've begun on. If you use an even number serpentine, so a four, a six two looped serpentine and um, then you'll end up on the opposite range so that's all. We normally use a three looped. You can go up to a five looped, and um, so you can even do a seven looped if you want. The more loops you add in, the more suppleness that your horse is going to have to have in order to really and truly keep the rhythm, keep the balance, keep the the flow as he goes through the exercise. So initially, that's why a three looped is often nice. But I think the loops on your serpentine or the amount of loops will be dictated by where you're riding and the size of the riding space. Okay, um, and then from there you can. And start to obviously your horse's training level, your training level, things like that will also decide it for you. But I often find that if you could mark it out first, okay, so you can use it, doesn't have to be anything fancy if you had a couple of cones or you can even use like your jumper, your jersey, Um, you'll need a few of them though, but um, you could use poles, you could use uprights, Um, I prefer having things flat on the ground, not really things you have to go around, because I, I just find when there's things on the ground, you, I don't know, I sometimes find when things are, maybe that you have to go around, such as poles or uprights are being used, sometimes the horses, they're kind of, They're almost doing a little bit of the work for you, okay? Or for your horse. So your horse isn't really having to put as much effort into that as he could be, okay? So um, I like just using... You could even use like a, a stone or obviously whatever is going to be safe for you and your horse in the space you're riding in. But something that you have to go around. Tires would also work well in this case, okay? And mark it out that you have that straightness coming across the arena each time and that you have truly a bend in the the loops on each of your your serpentine loops, not a, as I said earlier, a triangle or a square or a rectangle or anything else, that you really and truly have a lovely bend coming through there, okay? So once it's all marked out and you have now decided to rein in your controlling tendencies, you could actually get out there and start riding it. And I mentioned earlier slowing it down is often one of the best ways. And what I would do is I would really and truly, as you're riding it, I would do so and walk initially and I would notice every little movement. So if we think about transitions, people often think about transitions as being going up and down between gears. So going from walk to trot or trot to canter and, you know, moving just up and down. But you can also think of transition. Remember, transition is a change. So you can also think of the transition between being straight and asking for the flexion. Okay. And what I'm going to suggest is that you get very, very mindful about each transition and that you get very, very mindful of what your horse is doing as you're riding it. So, um, if you can imagine there was an eye in the sky maybe like a drone or something was above you and it was taking pictures or videos of you and your horse what really you want is that your horse is basically mirroring or your horse is on track each time so if you could imagine you drew out the actual serpentine you drew it on the arena floor again you're up in the sky you're looking down um, and you drew it out that your horse's particularly the back, but I say the back, I mean really the whole body, obviously from like tail to ears, okay, the whole way, um, is like a, a model, a mirror of the track underneath, okay, and that's what you want to start focusing on, and then that is the same between whether you're or not you're on the curved section of the serpentine, or you're on the the straight section of the serpentine okay now I also want you then so taking it back a step to what we said that you're going to influence not control I want you once you get very clear on what you want your horse to do I want you to start thinking about the best way you can ask your horse to do that and how you can get out of his way and let him do it okay <laughs> so this means no leaning no shoving no bending or, or I don't know people tend to get a little bit overly enthusiastic with their inside rein on the serpentine no hauling out of the inside rein and um, no ca- lifting your horse or carrying your horse with your inside leg holding him up basically with your inside leg and um, all you're doing is really and truly facilitating that your horse can go through the serpentine now but i also want you to notice here is of course how supple your horse is are you getting nice band is it all working out is there maybe is he finding it easier one side than the other there's the bending and all that fun stuff and then being able to really and truly put it all together and then start to work maybe in trot and working through it and then you can add some of transitions between the gates maybe between walk and trot and things like that as well into your serpentine okay i am going to leave it at that for today all about serpentines and um, they are they're so great but you know like everything they have to be done right in order to have any sort of an impact and i really believe that if you can take what we're talking about here today kind of slow it down in your head and just really become very specific about how you're going to ride that serpentine and what you're looking for, what the end result is, and then from there start to actually get out there with your horse and do it. You are going to notice so many good things happening between you and your horse in the conversation. If you want to find out a little bit more about how, well I suppose a couple of the principles we mentioned in here, suppleness, straightness, relaxation, rhythm, all those fun things, you can pop over as I said to that free mini course that I've created for you. and. I will send it to you if you just give me the email address that I must send it to. um, So you can do that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash TS. Okay, have a great week. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.